comment section at Dispatch Fan Podcast. That is the uh, scented candle in the dark sewers of internet takes. I'm Kevin from Texas, joined with uh, or joined by Alan from Georgia. How are you doing, Alan? Good, good. We are uh, the fans that are joining the podcast today, and uh, where we like to discuss all things the Dispatch, in addition to some uh, you know additional comments on politics, current events, and pop culture. Um, just as a reminder, uh, we are not affiliated with the Dispatch in any way. Uh, we're just a group of uh, super nerds, or I guess super fans, really, uh, who decided to take our conversations and debates that started in the comment section uh, at the Dispatch and turn it into a podcast because, you know, we don't have anything better to do with our time, apparently. So, anywho, uh, for our uh, dozens of, of fans, uh, we wanted to let everyone know we are very lucky today to have a couple of special guests joining us. Um, we have, from the Dispatch, a couple of the Drive Time guys, Ryan Brown and Guy Denton. How are you guys doing? Hi, thanks for having us. Great to be here, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. It's been great. And thanks for working through all of our, our fun scheduling times. As a, you know, oh you gosh. guys actually have, you know, careers and things that you're doing. We're doing all this <laughs> stuff on the side and trying to put it all together. It's a, uh, it's fun times, but you guys have been really gracious and we're, and, and we appreciate that. I did want to go ahead and, and for the, uh, you know, one person who listens to this and actually doesn't know who you guys are, um, it, uh, <laughs> I would like to at meet least that with the person. Dis- I would love to meet that person <laughs> that is listening to this. Too. Like, oh, I've never heard of these guys. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, we Not always that we're that everybody. important, but like. <laughs> Hey, we always encourage people to go subscribe to the Dispatch, but I always, I just, whenever I say that, I just feel so silly. I'm like, okay, <laughs> if you're not subscribing to the Dispatch and you're listening to this right now, um, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so yeah. Ryan, uh, Ryan Brown, of course, is a reporter for the Dispatch. Uh, he previously served as a researcher and production assistant for Meet the Press, and we'll get into a little bit later. He has an extensive just career as being a greeter, uh, and I just can't wait to find more information about that. Um uh, we'll get there, but anyway, and then we have Guy Denton, who is not Mark Stein, um, but he's a he is a really? he, that would no, be huge not. for the podcast. No. That would be huge it, for it you guys be, if you got Mark Stein. That's that's a big get. Yeah, I think we could. Yeah. You missed the trick, Kevin. We could have just pretended. I yeah. think <laughs> we could have um, just made this right. the Mark Stein show. Well, you all sound the same, right? I mean, we should have yeah. just okay. So we cut here and let's start all that over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. So well, I'll just listen. Guyton is actually Jonah Goldberg's current intern uh, and copy editor for the Morning Dispatch. Uh, I see on here, and, and my understanding, and I'm very curious about this. He's a uh, got a hand in some of those G files or editing the G files. So that'll be uh, interesting to learn about as well as uh, we, I think Alan and I both were trying to furiously read through the, the G file before you guys joined us here today. So, um, well guys, um, you know, our, our goal here, I had a silly idea a few weeks ago. I'm like, you know, why don't we, these guys are doing this drive time thing with uh, Jonah on the remnant. Uh, um, I've, I've loved it. I thought you guys get better every time. Um, I know that, that he's seems to be trying some different things. I was like, well, shoot, why don't we do that on the podcast? And um, now how you do the rem- how you do that in an interview style, I have no idea. So our dozens of fans will either <laughs> love this or they'll hate it. But um, I figure why not give it a shot? So um, but it's still an interview. We still want to know more about you guys. So, I, you know, kind of the first thing was, you know, for both of you uh, recently, I actually have seen a lot of, uh, you know, uh, posts, a lot of uh, I don't know if they call them articles necessarily or so much as columns or pieces that at the dispatch. Um, but I, we're just kind of curious where you guys are at, at the dispatch, what's going on with you there. Um, Ryan, for instance, uh, you know, I, I think with Nick's exit as, as Jonah's AI in, uh, research assistant, it sounds like maybe you've taken over a little bit of the remnant responsibilities. Is that right? Or. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. So, um, 
I've always edited the Thursday and Saturday editions of The Remnant ever since I've been at the dispatch. Um, but yeah, now more of like the coordinating guests and stuff has, has kind of fallen on me a little bit um, in Nick's absence. Um, by the way, Nick was also invited for the dozens of fans, but he rudely blew us off. Um, <laughs> and we'll never be speaking to him again. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, I think he's got a lot going on with his right. new gig. So I, I yeah, well, a, I'm, I will, can only assume he'll be listening to this. So Nick, if you're out there, uh, you made a huge mistake. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just if it, if uh, this goes really well, Nick, thanks for not coming. If it doesn't go well, it's all your fault. So that's, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. We're covered. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so since Nick's uh, gone, we've all kind of had to like pick up a little bit of the slack and in, in remnant in Jonah's world anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, and then other than that, uh, that's it podcast wise. And then Haley Bird Wilt, I don't know if she's ever been on, but she just had a baby. Um, yeah, I saw our, that. Our yeah, our fearless uphill leader. Um, <clears throat> and it came a, a little early. Um, but everyone's very healthy. The baby's great. Haley's doing great. Um, and so Harvest Prude and I have kind of like taken over uphill, the uphill newsletter in Haley's absence. So that's, that's been the bulk of my time at the dispatch daily. I haven't, I haven't had many standalone, we call them standalones articles, uh, in a while because most of my energy is, is up on the hill. So yeah, are you guys back in the office now? I know they were talking about opening it up. We're, yeah, we're. Uh, it's kind of great. We can kind of just like come in if we want, and we don't have to if we don't want to. Um, like yesterday, I was in yesterday. It was Charlotte Lawson actually just actually moved to DC. Um, finally, so we got to. I actually got to meet her. Meet her. She was the last dispatch employee I'd never met in person. So. That was fun. Yeah, we'd heard uh, a couple of a couple of the dispatchers that have joined us have talked about how there's like people they've never met yet, and mm-hmm. uh, so you guys yeah. are, they're looking forward to getting back together, so you guys yep. can see each other in person. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and so it's it's the best of both worlds. If you want to come in, you can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. So it's great. Well, that's cool. And, and uh, I also it sounds like you're. I, I don't know how the you know, who the general manager is or head coach or whatever, but of the old dispatch softball team. Sounds like you've got some involvement <laughs> on that one. I, we, yes. and I both have tons of questions about the softball team. Um, I will, you know, if you guys are uh, all about winning and wanting to make sure that you can, um, you know, hire somebody at the dispatch just so they can be on, on the softball team. Um, I'm totally willing to be that person. Now, okay. Okay. I, I'm a giant, I'm a giant baseball fan. Um, so that yeah. of course means I'm good at softball. Um, right. But hey, right. just just throwing that out there. But anyway, yeah. yeah how, okay. I mean, I, I'm curious about this now. I, I do. I, I do know. I love baseball, and I know that you got to have nine players to make up a team. So, who, who's there? I'm very curious what the starting lineup looks yeah. like. We have our own team. guesses. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we so we it's at, in softball. It's actually ten because there's four outfielders. Um, ah. And uh, I guess in our league, I mean, I don't know if it's like that everywhere, but um, yeah, that's very common. Slow pitch, it's common that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's slow pitch. Um, and so we, the dispatch, has partnered with um, IRI, the International Republican Institute, and uh, and then some part of the State Department. So there's really three different uh, groups on this one team. <laughs> of course, um, <laughs> yeah, because we don't have enough. Because we don't have enough. So. Uh, it, it has to be done. And, 
Yeah, apparently we're good. Wow. <laughs> this is a conspiracy theory all in the making. You've got members of the dispatch. <laughs> You've got part of the international. You said International Republican Association or Institute? Institute or yeah, IRI. It, yeah. Okay, yeah. and then the State Department. State Department. So clearly, yeah. it's um, this is this Whoa. is. The, this is yeah, this it's is wild. how the uh, cabals get started. Really, that's what it is. This is we're, this we're is in soft the think cabal. Tank league. Is yeah, <laughs> nice. We're yeah, we're in the think tank league. Like we're not even like in the journalism league. So um, yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's it's turned out to be a lot of fun. So well, so who who's the uh, who's the standout softball player from the dispatch at least? Um, so I I went the first week. I couldn't make the second week, and then. The third week, the other team uh, canceled because it was so hot. So they forfeited. So we won that. So we're three and zero. And they I believe the game. Team. Yeah, deep. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the weather. Um, and I think, yeah, I think this is on video. But uh, in game two, Declan had a walk off, uh, a walk off hit. So so Declan actually won the game for us at the end. So obviously. That's that's pretty good. Declan's pretty good. Um, Trip, our our intern Trip is really good. He always seems to get a double every time, and if the ball's hit to him, he he handles it perfectly. Um, gosh, who else? Uh, we have a lot of we have a lot of players on our team that are very skeptical of playing. Like they, they kind of they were they were very nervous. Uh, Harvest was was quite nervous to actually play, um, but. Uh, as we go along, I think people are starting to figure out, and it's, it's actually it's getting it's getting more fun that way. So we're a good team. It's a good team. Is it a? It doesn't sound like I didn't hear. I didn't hear. A, you know, and I know that some of them aren't there, but I think Jonah's in DC. Jonah not going to show up and be <laughs> on the team. No, I, I don't think no. so. Um, I'm imagining he would have a cigar in one mouth and a glass of scotch in the in his hand. Yes. Maybe that's if we how make they used to play. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Guy, do you think do you think Jonah would be a good addition to our softball team? <laughs> I think Jonah would just stand there making um, making extremely awkward references to the softball episode of The Simpsons. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I think of when he's talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, right. that every everybody's got their role, right? Everybody's got their role. So, um, yes. Well, that's fun. That's all. Awesome. What about you, guy? I mean, I, we we know that you are. Um, you know, the over and impersonator. Yeah, you're there. Yes, exactly. But we also yeah. know that you, uh, um, you know, you're in that country that we all abandoned and celebrated uh, the, the last weekend. Um, but yeah, what about? I mean, uh, w- would you need a like cricket team if you were over here, or would you be able to slot in, play some softball? I am um, sports don't really enter my world in any capacity at all. So I would I would be staying far away from all of it. <laughs> I'd be with Jonah. I've got to say. Well, you know, there's there's something to be said on a on a a lot of people affectionately call it a beer softball league, right? There's something to be said about the people sitting back yeah. there passing out the beers. I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> yes, it's important role. Yeah. DC in the summer. Oh yeah, that's a oh gosh. It's brutal right now. Yeah, I have a, I have an aunt and uncle who live in D.C. and uh, ooh, yeah, it's 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 horrible. Yeah, well, you know, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, so I really don't have a lot of sympathy for you guys. So. DC is built in a swamp. Enough said. Yeah, you know, I, I I do hate humidity, and I couldn't imagine. I understand it's real humid out there, but you know, when you grow up in what's essentially an oven, um, it's a little bit different. 
James, uh, are you going to join us on the party or just hanging out? Uh, I, I hope to join you. Okay, okay, cool. Um, James actually hasn't been on uh, before, but he's one of our frequent uh, Discord users, and I noticed him hop in. Cool. He's a – you're a Brit, right? Weren't you born in England? I was born in England. But so, uh, oh, boy. My ancestors founded Massachusetts, so I, I like to feel like oh. I have some roots in, um, in America. Guy. Oh, there you go. A fellow you know, Brit. Got a, got a friend. I have so. nothing to say to this man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're opposed to Massachusetts or you're opposed to... <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I'm opposed to Britain. I'm wildly in favor of Massachusetts. So, I, I live in Chevy Chase, Maryland. <laughs> oh, I'm well, a DC person. <laughs> I'm well, now I'm deeply player. envious. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a... It, it, it is more of a struggle than it would be at some point. Um, I, I've spent more on immigration than I have on housing or on any other thing Oof. over the last 10 years. Um, and today... No, sorry, not today. Two days ago, uh, Askis decided that they're just going to stop working on our visa category. And they didn't give a reason. They're just like, we feel like this is not a thing which should be processed at the moment. It's, they are so completely lawless. It is <laughs> oh my gosh. unreal. Well, yeah. Well, crazy. I look forward to going through this soon. Uh <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, yeah, I think anyone that goes through the immigration process or anything that deals with the federal bureaucracy, uh, if they come out thinking that the government should grow in size and scope, it yeah, right, <laughs> baffles me, baffles me. So, and we're actually being joined with, by uh, another fan, dispatch fan uh, that joins our or is part of our uh, discussions a lot here in our unofficial dispatch Discord, and that's James from Maryland. It's good, and and we've now we've our ratio of native-born Americans to Brits has just changed a little bit in, in here. True. So um, for dozens of fans that are listening, uh, you might have to get a translator or something at some point if they start chatting back and forth <laughs> with each other. But uh, but, uh, but anyway, thanks. I'm glad you're uh, joining us, uh, James. So Wait, yeah, James, are you are you late because you're watching your soccer team? No, no, I... Uh, what is it with I, you I feel bad about missing the... Uh, <laughs> This this was a match that I felt bad about. With the Ukraine, I felt like I'd be sad whoever won because uh, okay. like uh, Ukraine really needs support, and the UK is probably doing fine. Fair, but it's Fair. it's a big thing for my family and people, so I yes. would have felt sad if. But this one, I'm the, there's no reason that the Dane should have won. No one would yeah. be happy about that. Yeah, exactly. Guy doesn't care. Yeah, I I feel like this is uh, misguided of Guy because if Guy wants. Uh, Britain to be more like America, then he should want Britain to win these things. Yeah. How about that guy? <laughs> I don't want to think right. about Britain at all. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> it sometimes feel like, like Britain and you, it's like this abusive relationship. Like what happened? Like <laughs> We don't on? know. We have no idea. We've tried to figure out why guys like this, but it's, I don't know. Where, where did you grow up in uh, Great Britain? Uh, Northampton, the original Northampton, not the the Massachusetts version. You know, it's funny, Jonah Jonah was completely oblivious to this uh, when I joined him because I didn't put it anywhere in my um, application form or whatever. And the first time we spoke, it didn't come up. So he he assumed I was very fond of this place, as you'd expect. And when we started talking about it and I revealed this to him, he had quite the perplexed look on his face. I mean, that's another funny story, because I saw I saw Kevin, you shared that interview I did with Jonah back in 
October, which was kind of a cheap ploy for me to, <laughs> to get, get into the dispatch world. And when, when we recorded that, Jonah and I had never met, and he joined the Zoom, and we were exchanging pleasantries, blah, 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 getting to know each other. And about five minutes in, I see this look of horror start to manifest on his face, just this look of sheer disgust. And he says, stop, please stop. Has anyone ever told you you sound exactly like Mark Stein? <laughs> and that's where it began. <laughs> did you, I mean, did you, I'm assuming you knew who Mark Stein was. Is that right? Or no? Were yes, you like, I don't know. no one ever said that to me before. <laughs> well, I don't know. Awesome. Uh, to, to me, it's like all you Brits sound alike, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think you actually sound very much like I haven't. I haven't listened or heard Mark Stein in a while. Like I'm assuming he's probably still makes a makes a showing on Fox News or something at, from time to time. And I stopped watching that a long time ago. But uh, but yeah, you do sound very much like him. It's it's uncanny. So and uh, but uh, gosh, we we'll have to we'll have to talk afterwards about redoing or doing another episode with with our guest Mark Stein, and you can fill in. Yeah, so. <laughs> you have to do it. You have to do it. <clears throat> So, you know, another, you know, speaking of sports, um, Ryan, uh, unfortunately, you're the fan of the worst team in baseball, the Cardinals. So how did that happen? And you're, from my understanding, you're not even from St. Louis, which makes it even yes. worse for me, personally. Yep. 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 Um, Do you just, I, like, watch them win a World I, Series? You're like, I'll be the fan now. <laughs> yeah, two, actually, in my lifetime. Um, to rub it, just to rub it in. Uh, no, actually, it's very... Um, so when I was... And you're a baseball fan, so you'll at least know Kevin Hunter, but I don't know about everybody else. But um, when I was really young, Mark McGuire was, like, the greatest player in the in the league. Um, and... Oh, stop right there when you said when you were really young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I need to stop doing that. Um, but uh, during the home run race with Sammy Sosa, Kevin, um, apparently I was fo- I followed it like a – like a hawk. Like I, I just loved it. I was like, sorry, Alan, but I was two. Um, and like I was following that really closely and he had red hair and green eyes like I did. And so I just thought that was like the coolest thing ever. And of course I wanted to be the next Mark McGuire. Um, and, uh, turns out I did not have the talent to be the next Mark McGuire, but, um, But uh, after the home run well, race, there's, I just, some, there's some evidence out there that maybe he didn't have the talent either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, him and everybody else and Sammy. in those years. Yeah. 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 Um, but once he retired, uh, Albert Pujols was coming up on the Cardinals. So I just kind of remained a fan. Um, and then eventually my mom's sister. So my aunt married uh, a guy from St. Louis or he was uh raised there and so that that his whole family was huge cardinals fans and so that kind of really fostered it actually like into like a genuine fandom but yeah it was very very natural very my family wasn't too happy because they're big tigers fans and I'm, i'm i'm a big tigers fan as well um but 2006 was a was a rough year for the for the brown household because it was tigers cardinals world series <laughs> we we found a way to get through it. that's fun i know it was <laughs> yeah. fun. i have seen Cardinals games at the old Bush Stadium, you know, the old 1960s. I, I went to one. Uh, yeah, I went to one there. It's a great stadium. What, what, well, I mean, isn't the new one, like, if I remember correctly, the new one was like, it's built like partially on where the old one was or something like Yes. That, or very close to that. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. Given where it's yeah. at. Yeah, I think that's right. And then there's where the old home plate was. 
is now like a turf field that they use for all sorts of different events. Um, but I believe that that play, that secondary field is where home plate was for the old Bush Stadium. So. Well, you gave a, an adequate response. I just thought you like you're like fans of like the rich people down the street or something like that. I mean, I, I I'm a Cubs fan who's actually never been to Chicago. Um, and uh, what? So I but I grew up in ever. Uh, well, I grew never been to Chicago. In fact, until law school, I hadn't even been to Illinois. Um, and I went to a, a competition, a moot court competition in uh, Southern Illinois University. So yeah, so I grew up in Phoenix. Dude. So we had Wrigley South, or you know. Wrigley West or whatever they want to say it. So we, you know, every summer I could got or spring I got to see spring ball with the Cubs. But also, you know, I'm a little bit older. I was a little bit older when the the that was going on. Um, and when I was yeah. young and um, in the early '90s, uh, you know, during the summertime when I wanted to watch some baseball, if you wanted to watch baseball back in you know 1989 and '92 during the day. Uh, you had one choice, yeah. and that was WGN. So I watched a lot That's of true. and Harry Carey. I wish I was oh, yeah. old enough to 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 appreciate how drunk he was a lot, and how he <laughs> yeah. so so much better. Oh, um, yeah. But no, I love watching those those games. So you know, I, I will say, you know, for as we're boring our dozens of fans, but for the Cubs Cardinals rivalry, what's different about that is I think the fans usually respect each other and the players too. It's it's much more of yeah. a long term <laughs> rivalry because the Cubs are yeah. just very jealous of the Cardinals. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. But uh, yeah, living in Atlanta, the Braves were bumped into the NL East because they wanted to keep the Cubs Cardinals in the same division, you know, living in Metro mm. Atlanta. I know this, mm. I think they changed it up since, but yeah, they kept, yeah, they bumped it. Cause everyone's like, why is it? Oh no. They kept Atlanta in the West. They bumped Atlanta to the West to keep the Cubs and Cardinals in the East. Cause everyone's like, why is Atlanta in the West when it was so far we're, East? We're talking way back when, back before oh, yeah, this is way back. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Old history here. <laughs> I forgot. Sure I don't this. remember this. <laughs> That's cool. But, uh, oh, Blues Blackhawks! Though you want to talk uh, nastiness and hockey, I've seen. I saw a few Blues games, but uh, like you had to fight during the warmups with Blues Blackhawks. <laughs> that was. <laughs> That's intense. So, guy, I want to bring you in here again. Um, so, you're not a soccer fan? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of. Su- I don't know why I'm surprised. I'm not a fan of soccer myself, but I'm an American. I'm like born and bred here. Is that is that yeah. part of your wanting to come to America? You're just so tired of all the soccer fans or football <laughs> fans around there in England. Or? <laughs> all of this, all of this sports talk is like a foreign language to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, yeah, listening to that, it puts me in touch with how people in in like high school or college would have felt when I started talking about American politics. And their eyes just glazed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I I have never I have never liked or been interested in any sports at all. I just even even the ones you 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 would probably expect me to be interested in, like <laughs> like basketball and the extremely uh, American like actual football. Not not in the slightest. No, nope. <laughs> I'm going to sound really misanthropic by the end of this. There are plenty of positive things we could talk about. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you like, guy? <laughs> what, what do you do to have fun? <laughs> Besides hate Britain and not watch He's, sports. He, he, just, he just reads the Declaration of Independence every day. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to declare my independence, too. I'll just keep yeah. Well, you say, you know, people's eyes glazed over when you talk American politics. Hell, a lot of people's eyes glaze over here when you talk politics right. in America. <laughs> Boom. And we're trying Boom. to make it more like sports every day, apparently. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you know, uh, that red team and blue team really hate each other. So, 
Well, you know, Guy, actually, that kind of one of the questions I, I the, literally I wrote it down here. I said, are you in the remnant of the remnant? So like, so you in America, of course, where, where we are, Jonah, the whole remnant, the people of a certain ideology, but don't have a political home. You're kind of in that group, but you're in a different country altogether. So are you just looked at like you're an alien when you walk around or how's that? How's that work? That's that's true. That's an interesting point, actually. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's true. Uh, very much like, like an alien here, I suppose. I mean, I, I, I became interested in all of this stuff. I was entirely apolitical for most of my life, uh, politically ignorant completely. I didn't know anything. I couldn't even have defined what the difference between conservative and progressive was until I was about 17. Uh, but then I started paying attention because the 2016 election was getting underway. And I'd always, of course, had that unhealthy obsession with everything American. And then it, it sort of um, manifested then in, in a, in a, it, it, it inspired me to take an interest in the political, uh, the political developments, and that led me to acquire an interest in history and political philosophy and things like that. And I, I can't remember how exactly I discovered Jonah and discovered National Review in the conservative world. I think I would have just been looking for commentary, probably on one of the presidential debates that year, and would have found that likely one of Jonah's G-Files or something Charlie or Rich would have written for NR ripping justifiably ripping them apart for how horrific they were and that was it and i realized i agreed with everything that the um the conservative side had to say i i feel like you're just like this this giant british unicorn because I, I don't like how you could not be interested in politics then the 2016 election come around you get interested <laughs> in i could see how you get interested in politics but then wanting to come to america and love america <laughs> after that election that is yeah I don't, yeah. I, again, I'm starting to get worried about, like, do, has anyone seen him? Do we know that he lives, like, in, like, a home and not, like, he's not, like, chained up back in a backyard? So, like, what what's going on there? <laughs> well, I, I want to We do don't know home. that for sure, Kevin. We don't know that for okay. sure. I like to leave There's that no with imagination. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I... I wanted to, I wanted to come to America for years before that. I wanted to come to America ever since I was tiny. But it it was always... When I was in school, it was more of like you'd expect an, an interest in things like popular culture and, and iconography and that sort of thing. Then when I was in what would equate I, roughly to middle school and um, early high school, I still had the interest, but it sort of fell into the background just because in that time I obviously couldn't do anything about it. And I also didn't really have any intellectual interests at that point. But then when I was about to graduate and realized pretty soon I may have the opportunity to, to get out of here, that was when it flared up again in a big way and led me to actually take it in an intellectual direction. Wow. Okay. Well, and I guess, you know, growing up with Gordon Brown, who's probably, as I recall, <laughs> a very boring prime minister, I can see why you're like, oh, let's look over to... <laughs> That's true. At least there's a little bit of color in politics here now. It was like a bunch of robots while I was young <laughs> on both well, sides. I don't know. I kind of feel like we should have robots. Robots would probably be better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, can, I, can give you, I can give you and the, and the diehards listening to this a sneak preview of something I'm working on, actually. And you won't, 
believe me, <laughs> Ryan's face. You won't believe me when I reveal this, but I am actually working on a piece right now that I think will be good about politics in this country, if you can imagine that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> from like, read that. That's, it's shocking. <laughs> It's shocking. Not, not written from, well, it probably will go in a fairly pessimistic direction, actually. But looking at how I've been getting interviews together with um, people in politics here and, and various commentators and things like that to give their perspective on what the, the, the situation in government is like here and what the political divisions look like and so on. So I'm hoping that'll turn out well and the readership will like it. Oh, yeah. Actually, in a, a, minute, a moment here, because I, I don't want to forget this question, uh, but I was going to ask you about the George Will interview. Um, I know a lot of people in the Discord read that and were like, one, it was great. Uh, a lot of good information. Two were like, how'd that happen? Um, so, but <laughs> I did want to ask real quick, uh, you know, I was telling Alan about this before. I'm like, what, you know, so January 6th, right? For for me, I was sitting right here at the desk because I'm, I'm, I'm at my work. Um, and I had multiple screens up, you know, watching every... You know, watch as it just get worse and worse and worse and infuriated, uh, all those things. Um, but what was the what was the English flavor? I mean, like, first of all, I don't know the total time difference. I know you're much later than we are right now. Um, thank you, by the way. But um, did people just wake up in the morning like, oh, those silly Americans? Or was it was it all over the news? How how'd that play out there? Uh, it wasn't as I I'm trying to remember. So it was winter still. So it was pitch black. I remember I was at my desk, I think, on the computer, I think, doing preparations to, to start with Jonah, because I, it was about a week before I started with him, I think. And I remember I would absentmindedly check the news or things like that whenever my mind wandered and I wanted to, felt the urge to procrastinate. And I remember looking and seeing the story developing, Trump, this Trump rally at the Capitol was spiraling into a riot, so I actually plunge into the, the hellish wasteland of Twitter, which I try not to do, Oof. but I thought it was necessary. And I saw all of this footage coming out from reporters who were there on the ground about the mob breaking in and uh, breaking through the windows and climbing the walls and going into the, the chamber and the Senate staff being evacuated and so on. So I was following it live too, and it was every bit as horrifying for me as it was for you, as you can imagine. Well, yeah, well, and, and of course, you thought the whole time it was Antifa and the FBI, correct? It was. Uh, not oh, I did. Well, folks, it, it yeah. was. That, yeah, that's that's right. it. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll know soon because the dispatch softball team has got that state connection, state department. Oh, yeah. And the, uh, well, <laughs> that Republican connection, too. I'm sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Do, do you mind if I ask, have you still not come out to the U.S.? Oh, well. I've been, I, I, I've been twice, yeah, but only to the Northeast. Okay. I've I've never been I've never been to DC. I was supposed to come out to DC uh, all of last summer, but the the pandemic forced that to go online, and, and everything's been online since. I think you get a work visa. Wouldn't you be able to get a work visa to come out here? Since you're, or I don't know. Actually, I, I'm presuming you're, well, employee, I, you're I, an I, intern, so I don't know how all that works. But. I have to be a bit a bit taciturn about this because it's it's not just a staff issue with the dispatch, but it's. Officially, it's a staff issue with AEI. I mean, as you may expect, oh. I, I should, of course, let you all in on this. There's no reason not to. I'm in the process of applying to take over from Nick. But, uh, of course, AEI is a, is a formal organization, not like the Dispatch, this bizarre, <laughs> <We have no laughs> this bizarre startup. <laughs> no <laughs> so they do have, 
<laughs> they do have formal processes and things and they want to evaluate uh, candidates beyond me and so on so i'm not quite sure how that'll unfold but if i do get the job then we'll uh we'll have to cross that bridge and see what works out well good luck i mean i, I was interesting to it, it, jonah put in the show notes or said it was, or maybe or he didn't put it i think when you guys put it in the show notes but there was something about uh I was encouraged to post the app, you know, the the position there, and I'm like, wow, click on it. <laughs> it's just interesting to see uh, the the job description, you know, um, for that. And uh, sounds like it's a, an interesting, an interesting job. So, but of course, if you come over here, then you can, you know, make all the coffee that Jonah was looking for too. I can imagine he's a big coffee drinker during the day. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nick used to tell me that was the best part of his day that he didn't have to do that because his entire, <laughs> entire experience was virtual. So Ryan, um, I mentioned yep. this a little bit earlier too. I, I, I'm curious now where I got this from was, you know, of course my, my crack investigative abilities here, uh, yeah. meaning I, I, I Googled you and found this information <laughs> quite easily online, Uh-oh. but it, it looks like, well, well, I mean, it's one, what is, I think your, your, your own posts that on there, but you had Again, uh, indicated, <laughs> you indicated when you were in college, that you were, um, what's it say? You were one of the, what's it say here? You were the campus tour guide for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then you, the you, press. you got this, yeah, it, it sounds like it was a fellowship, right? Or, yep. or mm-hmm. uh, to go meet the press or Tim Russert Fellowship. Um, yep. And during your time there, and I'll, I'll read this, it's right from, I think this is pretty neat. I, I, I'm joking, but I, I, I'm only half joking because I think it's kind of cool. But it says on here that part of your duties, including welcoming politicians, pundits, and other special guests upon their arrival at NBC Studios, and and one of your highlights was your as a guest greeter, uh, you met, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Vice President Cheney. So, yep. one, was this definitely the reason why you got hired at the dispatch? Um, and, you know, <laughs> but really, like... Uh, uh, How's that work? I mean, is it just something that you were you liked doing or like how do you end up being a, a greeter at two different locations? And by the way, are you the greeter for the, the official greeter for the dispatch? <laughs> you know what? At think... the Christmas party, do you do you welcome <laughs> yeah. guests at the Christmas party? I will now I am announcing right here on this podcast that I have a new role at the dispatch and it is and it is head greeter, yes. Um, no, the guest greeting thing. You heard it here first. Yeah, breaking news. Breaking news. He's also our staff insect chef. Don't forget that. Oh yeah, part insect chef. No, the chef is Alec. (laughs) I just ate it. Um, but uh, no, the meet the press. So the meet the press fellowship. Yeah. Um, that was so Tim Russert went to John Carroll. Um, that's how that uh thing is set up. So it goes to two people nationally every year. One person can be from anywhere in the country, and another per- the other person has to be from John Carroll. So uh, it cuts the the talent pool down quite a bit. Um, and I was very lucky to get that. And it's just one of the duties is guest greeter. Um, everyone else is so busy throughout the day, like doing way more important things than just walking the guests to and from the studio and all that stuff. That it just kind of goes to the lowest lowest rung on the on the ladder. Um, and the fellow fellow is just, just barely above intern. So yeah, it was just part of the job. Um, and it was so fun. It was so, so fun. Um, yeah. Cause you get to meet really cool people like vice president Cheney. Well, you know, I think it's, it's an awesome skill actually, to, you know, to be able to, uh, young in your, when you're young in your career, 
you know, kind of be thrust in a situation where you have to kind of knock yeah. any kind of celebrity yep. thing up. Oh, I, you know, I got to go do my job. Um, mm-hmm. Especially in the industry you're in, uh, it, it's just a, it's a good skill to have. I, I, I think yeah. it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, it's funny. I think there were a few. Oh, no, go ahead. On. Go ahead. Dan. I was about to say, I was guessing there's a few people who probably turned out to be entirely different personality wise than you envisioned. I'm yeah. The, one or two. Yeah. The, uh, I think, yeah, we, we had Bill de Blasio on once and he was like really funny. He was a genuinely funny guy. Um, <laughs> which I don't know why I was, I was kind of struck by that. Um, He's so he's super tall, so he was making a bunch of jokes about hitting his head, and like that'd be something, right? If I just hit my head and got knocked out right before the show, or something <laughs> weird like that. But I was like, oh, that's that's funny. Oh my gosh, I met the Mooch. The Mooch, no surprises there. Anthony Scaramucci is exactly as advertised, um, and he, mm. I, he was my favorite. I was so excited to meet him because he, I just think when we look in those four years, he's just such a weird character that was that was here and then gone so soon in the Trump administration. But um, he was hilarious. <laughs> he was exactly what you think he would be. He thought he was the most important person in the room, wherever he was, and just like going off on John Kelly. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you meet a lot of cool people. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm an attorney in, in law school. They, we go through because uh, a lot of people in law school have gone straight from high school to college to to that, so they don't sure. have, they haven't had a real job. And uh, <laughs> yeah. they go out and they get these they get these uh, you know uh, uh, kind of talks, you know, lunchtime talks about you know if you're going for an interview, what to do. And a lot of times, I'm shocked by this. You know, it was the second career for me, and um, okay. plus I just was raised where I had you know my parents were big on you know being polite to people but there, yeah. oftentimes the advice was you know when you go to a, like a law firm to interview make sure you're really nice to the support staff and everything else because they're the first person mm-hmm. to see you and you know people don't want to yeah which is totally true i mean if they're if you're going to be really yeah. support staff and nice to the attorneys that that shows that kind of person but i, I would think that yeah. uh there's a lot of people who clearly don't get this advice and someone who's the greeter might be the you know on the receiving end of that it kind of like <laughs> oh hey in turn Take me from point A to point B in water or something like that. And yeah. I don't want to ask you to name any of these horrible people, but I'm sure that had to occur at least once or twice where there was like... You know, honestly, no one was ever mean. No one was just like straight up mean. Sometimes, you know, some people just aren't talkative at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, and so you just get a lot of quiet people. And like, I... I love talking to people so i would always try to strike up a conversation and sometimes you just kind of get the get the brick wall and you're like okay this person doesn't really want to talk to me but but that's fine i mean i understood but no one no one was really like explicitly mean i don't think i don't not that i can remember anyone and i feel like i would remember that Oh yeah. Oh, you mean well? I mean, you weren't dove hunting, and he had a shotgun in his hand. Yeah, right? yeah um, I was say, did you go hunting with Dick Cheney? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I avoided that. So, uh, so how did how did you go? I mean, it, it's not like I know the answer, but I mean, how you go from NBC to the Dispatch? I mean, for one, you were doing a fellowship, and I get all that, and then you look to get in the industry, but it, it's got to be different cultures. I mean, we 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 have to know NBC, and then especially the news division is not is kind of not the dispatch and uh, you can safely say yeah yeah i i feel really lucky i've always felt really lucky that my first job in this business was 
at Meet the Press because I do think they do a better job than most, even other NBC or MSNBC shows, for sure. Um, I really admire Chuck and admire that whole team. And I know for a fact that they're trying their best to play it straight and play it right and, and do stuff fairly. And I think they, they nail it a lot of the time. Some of it's just there's just inherent liberal bias in a lot of people in the media. I mean, that's just a fact. Um, and so that, but, but I, I guess I knew that going in and, and they did their best to, to avoid it as much as they could, even though sometimes, uh, I'm sure it, it got through, but you know, there's also people on the left that say it's too conservative. So, um, when you have criticism from both sides, you're probably (laughs) right in this industry. Well, you know, I, I remember reading Bernie Goldberg's book way back in the day, that bias book. I think he wrote a follow-up to it. But, you know, one thing that he would point out is that, the, that a lot of individuals in the media don't really, when they don't see themselves as being very progressive or being very left-wing, right. um, they, they, they don't no see themselves more being in the middle. So they don't really, like, they don't see the bias as it's going out. And uh, Yeah. Um, I think that's which, natural, though. I, I think if you work for Jacobin, you will be attacked from the left and from the right. So you will discover that you're actually you're pretty centrist, really. Uh, and the, the uh, if you're a tanky, there will always be more hardline tankies who feel like a, you know, you you, you thought that you should uh, drive tanks slowly through Hungary, but they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The when uh, the there was a uh, 2016 primary for the Libertarian Party. Um, I uh, really do not like Gary Johnson, so I, I supported Vermin Supreme uh, against him. And uh, that meant that I listened to a lot more libertarian uh, presidential uh, stuff than I would otherwise have done. And uh, Austin Peterson felt that uh, being a booker for Fox News, Fox Business, sorry, was the best preparation one could have to be a president. And um, because you got to learn from all sorts of different kinds of people and uh, you got to sort of make the contacts. Do you feel like uh, being 47 is, is in your future? Is that uh, is is being an NBC greeter as useful as being a, a business? Uh, you, you didn't think you were going to get a stepping stone from MS, yeah. from from NBC to presidential campaign? Yeah, questions. wow. I'm quite sure. Uh, um, uh, first of all, no. About breaking I mean, news never, is this? Yeah. yeah, more. Yeah, more breaking news. Yeah, I'm running for president. Uh, <laughs> well. I'm not old enough. <laughs> uh, yes, Ryan. Yeah, yes. yeah, I do. That is that's a good point, guy. I will be getting older. Um, no, you will I have no be. Uh, you could be forty-seven. Bro. I think. No. I'm. Uh, we could do the math. I'm twenty-five right now. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, no, I'd have to be forty-eight. Well, it just depends on who. who yeah, no, on thirty-five uh, for president. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I mean, like, like number, I could be, I think I could be 40, number oh, 48. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think you could, could be. Could, somebody out there. This is math. such an interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always joke, I say I went to law school, so I wouldn't have to do math anymore, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm a journalist. Uh, but James, to your, to your point about being a booker um, at, and transiting into politics, that makes total sense to me, total sense to me. Um, because it's all, it's all relationships, it's all you know, appeasing people that you need to appease and, and not um, offending people when you know you sometimes have to offend them. Um, so that makes total sense to me. And you know what? Even if you're not a politician in this town, Washington, D.C., 
get work in politics, you have to play politics. Like it's just it's inherent on all of our jobs. I think thank God luckily at the dispatch we don't really have any at all. Um but yeah, I saw that at NBC all the time. Yeah, cuz everyone there's only a few select jobs that everyone really wants, you know. Um and so there's some there's some You say not at the dis- you say not at the dispatch, but I'm going to go ahead and show right now that you guys do play politics. I'm going to ask a question oh and say Say, is Jonah Goldberg really like who we all think he is? Like when the when we don't see him yes. or not? And how you answer this question, of course, it's the whole like, <laughs> politics being a boss and all that good stuff. So. No, no, he is. Yeah, he, he is. And maybe Guy can probably answer better than I could. But yes, no, there is no charade with Jonah Goldberg. <laughs> Jonah, Jonah, off. Jonah when he isn't recording or on camera is exactly like Jonah when he is recording or on camera, except. More cursing slightly, yeah. and maybe more alcohol as well. Yeah. But otherwise, he's constantly... He is just Jonah, like Ryan said. There's yep. no way around and, it. Yeah, there's no avoiding that, which I think is great. Now, okay, what about... I know you guys have more of a working relationship with Jonah. What about everybody else? I mean, is, I, I'm going to guess Steve Hayes is just a just disciplinarian. He runs around there like, you know, it's oh, a yeah. hun how things are run around there, you know. Yeah, but uh, everyone knows Sarah is the real power behind the throne. Oh, right, that's true. Hundred percent. Yes, without Sarah, this whole thing is 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 ruined. Um, yeah, I don't work with like a guy and I are on Zooms and talking to Jonah kind of all the time, but um, I don't chat with Steve all that much. Um, hopefully, now that we're you know coming back into the office, that'll be more. Um, he's got four kids, and you know a wildlife outside of this. Um, but I will say when we do reporters lunches, which is something we do just to like kind of get better at our jobs, he more than often orders wings. So that that's very real. Um, <laughs> but no, he seems he's obviously like a great that. guy and a great that's boss. Good. Yeah. 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 Well, well, if you had said that David French, when he's not like on a podcast or whatever, sitting around smoking cigars, cursing a lot and drinking more alcohol, yeah. I would be incredibly no, shocked. He's playing yeah, Warcraft and uh, doing yeah. D&D. Yes. Right. David really is the antithesis. David really is one of the nicest people you could possibly meet. And I think that's why a lot of the uh, less... Uh, likable people on the right, should we say, have gone after him because they think of him as yeah. an easy target. He's such yeah. a kind man. So nice. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, it comes through. I, that's the thing. I, it, it, he, he seems like, well, one, everybody seems genuine. I, I don't, I, yeah. well, of course, joking. I, I don't think we'd be right. silly nerds doing a fan podcast if we really thought that they were different outside <laughs> yeah. of that. But, um, but you know, uh, uh, David actually, when it comes to the Discord, he used to, a very busy guy, but he used to actually pop in every once in a while um hmm. and uh not not in like voice chats or anything but he would yeah you know there's different channels as you guys could see there for the different uh, podcasts and different newsletters and you know he'd, he'd come in and chat you could so he's a he's a, a member here too people will send him messages all the time or you could tag people yeah uh, well you see on nice. dispatch live he's like wait I go enter the discord now yeah he did mention actually that that was actually when i learned yes, about he did. discord for the first time yeah oh, okay is yeah, a shameless yeah. plug. If you look on the same YouTube channel where that interview I did with Jonah is, you will find me uh, interviewing David from September last year, mainly about his most recent book, but about other things as well. Uh, where well, can we find we this? Will, we don't, I don't know. I've never heard of this. 
you 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 will continue to not hear of it, Ryan. It's not for you to look at. <laughs> I think uh, we got some show notes. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we're, you do we're terrible sure. about show notes, um, but we'll definitely. I mean, we did. We made sure, like, when we had Alec on here, of course, we talked to him about his uh, candy corn uh, fandom, and uh, there were some articles on there. We we made sure to post. We'll we'll put that on there so okay. people know. Dozens of fans aren't lost uh, looking for this, um, although it's not not super hard to find, or I wouldn't have found it. But we will put that <laughs> on there. Well, anyway, but we I know that uh, you guys were gracious with your time. Um, I, I I think we had about a an hour to work through here. And um, we simply and guys got to go to sleep. What's what time is it, by the way? Guy? I mean, it's here. midnight here. Oh, but, uh, mm-hmm. I don't really adhere to normal person hours, so it's not. It's yeah, midnight. No. <laughs> yeah, midnight well, is right, five hours. Well, we we wouldn't want to uh, make your your betters uh, there at the dispatch uh, frustrated because you're so tired in the morning. So, but we, we do <laughs> we do appreciate you guys' time. Um, I am happy if you want to do a little bit of overtime. I'm happy to talk about the George Will thing if you're interested. Uh, oh, so, actually, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I have some time. I'm good. Okay, cool. And I can edit all that out. So that's fun. But I would like. I'm very very curious actually about the George. I'm glad you uh, said yeah, that. Yeah, me too. How'd that, how'd that work out? Where, where'd that come from? And by the way, great job. I, I, one thing I was telling people, I'm like, there's absolutely no way you just like picked up a notepad and like, I'm going to call, you know, talk to George Will and not have done a lot of research or just reading his stuff. And uh, so it was real enlightening. Um, but how'd that all come about? And what's George Will like? Oh, no, that was how it worked. I just thought, yeah, I'll, I'll give George a call. <laughs> <He's doing>. uh, <laughs> my, my entire involvement with this is demonstrative of the, the fact that it really is not what you know, but who you know. Because I, how I got in, in touch with Jonah in the first place and convinced him to, to talk to me was through... Um, there's there's a professor I'm friendly with who um, I, I'm not sure you may be familiar with him. Al Al Felsenberg is his name. I'll give him a plug because he wrote um, he writes for NR every now and then. He wrote a run- wonderful biography of Bill Buckley a couple of years ago called a, a Man and His Presidents. And I back in it would have been late 2019. I got in touch with him just because I wanted to do a quick interview with him about the book. And we got along really well and stayed in contact, became good friends. And he um, started talking more and more about the movement. And he started finding out more and more about me. And that was how I told him I wanted to get to know Jonah and interview Jonah. And so he contacted Jonah for me and gave me a way in. But he also gave me a way in with Will uh, because they were very well acquainted. And I had tried two or three times to get Will uh do something with me through his assistant and had all invariably been shot down. Uh, but he, he called Will up and, and gave, gave me a pitch. I wrote him a very nice, uh, very nice and uh, affirming note where I said how much I like his work and wanted to write this glowing profile. And he, he, gave, me, he gave me 30 minutes. That was all I had. And I should say this because I noticed that some of the comments on there uh, I, I was very, uh, I was very happy to see a lot of the comments. They were all very nice, but some of them complained about how the article didn't touch on his uh, his son with Down syndrome or his uh, baseball obsession. And the reason why was because I just didn't have enough time to ask him about those things. <laughs> that was all, and I, I wanted to focus it on the, the way his views have changed. I wanted that to be the crux of the piece. And so a lot of things just sadly had to be trimmed out with what we had. But it was, I was worried about in half an hour being able to get everything I needed. But thankfully, he gave 
crisp answers and the questions were just well planned enough to make it all work out. Yeah, it was great. I, I might have I might have made it. I, I know I've made the comment. I don't know if it's in the comment section, but I was like, he's he's a diehard Chicago Cubs fan, and uh, I think he's written a book actually about the Cubs. And uh, so mm -hmm. uh, you know, George Will's kind of like you know following him for two different reasons, I guess, for for a long part of my life. But I, I really thought it was interesting. I it, you know I had uh, my own political. You know, life it's not like George Will, of course, but at the same time, kind of as I get older, to get more experience, kind of move more towards the classical liberal side of things. Um, and around actually the same time period, you know, not the same age. And so I just thought it was very interesting seeing his his progression from from one to another because it, it felt very similar to me. And um, but yeah, no, it was, it was really, really, really interesting and a pretty cool get. Um, also, I don't know, was it come out on Saturday or was it on Sunday? Also, it's like George Will, boom, like interview with him. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> the way uh, this is a this can be, I'm sure you're interested in this sort of thing that how the sausage gets made. But the yes. way I do it is, I um, how how I got invited to write was back in January, February. Steve, I got on a call with Steve, and Steve, um, uh, told me he wanted help with the morning dispatch stuff, which I uh, maybe we could go into that later, or maybe we could save it <laughs> oh, for another time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he um, and we spoke about that, and then he sent me another email later saying, "Guy, how would you like to write a piece about British politics?" And Jonah said the same thing, and I told him, "No, I would not <laughs> like to do that." You actually said no. <laughs> but I, I, I you actually I, said no. Well, I said, I, I told them I would love to write, but I, I can't write anything about this country because I'm not qualified. But I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I got the idea for a different article after that and, and pitched it to Steve. And he said, yeah, sounds great. I think just to, just to test how well I could write more than anything else and see what I could do. And so the way I, I don't file with Steve, I file with Alec because Alec manages the culture section and they always put my pieces out on the weekend uh in that bit so i i'll send it to alec alec will just do a run through he'll usually be very complimentary and then rachel uh larimore the the uh, managing editor who i'm sure would be a good guest for you she can tell you a lot about how things work will um give the final pass and then that'll be it it'll go up over the weekend so that may be a problem that follows you for the rest of your life I worked in China and, and in Iraq and repeatedly had people not give me work that I could do as a California attorney and give me work that I could not do because uh, the accent overrides people's uh, brains. <laughs> and there is a, uh, for a while, I found it helpful to put in my uh, SIG file that I uh, did not know anything about British law. Like I ha actually have a UK law degree, but it was still helpful to say. So why? You do. Right. I do, that, yes. Yeah, no, I, for for the uh, uninitiated in in England it's a bachelor's level degree, correct? It's not a it's not a professional degree. Is that right? Yes. Oh, I did so not know that. So don't look so shocked, Ryan. Ryan's face there. Yeah, was like, great. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Well, we okay. we need to we by the way, we do need to know more about Guy. At this point we know Guy is probably chained up in the backyard somewhere. Yeah. Um he really likes the United States and got he sounds like Mark Stein, but we just learned breaking news. <laughs> That he also has a law degree, so was a did, did did you practice law at all, guy? 
Uh, well, here's what happened. It, senior year of high school, I realized, and it, re it resurfaced in my mind, as we touched on before, that I wanted out. And so I, I, thought, I thought I could make a serious go of applying to uh, American colleges. But the problem is, and you may be uh, familiar with this, Kevin, and, and James and Alan, in fact, you may be as well. Colleges, the vast majority of colleges don't give, won't give financial aid to internationals. Mm -hmm. So it just wouldn't have been viable. The only, the only three I could apply to were Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, as you might imagine. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, that did not work out. I was swiftly rejected. So I figured that if I had to stay here, and degrees here are only three years instead of four, and at undergraduate level, you just study one thing one subject intensively. There's no liberal arts at all. That's a completely mm. foreign concept here. And I thought, well, I'll do law just because rather than English or politics, because that would have a clear career path at the end. But I realized midway through that working in a, in a big law firm, you, 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 have the, you have it in your head that, oh, I have a law degree. I can go off and practice corporate law and make a lot of money. But you do actually need to be interested in business and actually have some business and financial and commercial savvy, which I do not have. So I realized, I realized toward the end, what can I do instead? And that was when I, I, I knew really, I always knew I wanted to work in the conservative movement and do something, realistically do something in journalism. And so that was when I started looking at all of this and I graduated last summer, this time last year, and started with applied for things manically and started with Jonah in January. So we'll see what comes next. Well, I, I'm always, every time we've had uh, some dis, uh, dispatcher on here, I'm just a minute one. You guys are all young that, for someone like me. Um, you guys are younger and um, bright, and you guys did what anyone that is listening to this that could help should do and that's go out there and don't be afraid to knock on doors and send emails and, and try to introduce so i i mean if, if this was if i reverse the clock uh what 15 20 years uh and these opportunities were available i'd like to think i'd be trying to take advantage of them as well so uh, but hey you know yeah. when you make it to america guy just just know that uh, in america apparently you can have a lot of green you don't even have to have, really be interested in the law or ethics so um, in fact uh, <laughs> we were we were chatting in the advisory opinions channel here uh, in the discord today about donald trump's new lawsuit that he filed today that uh, basically yes. is a uh, uh, sanctionable all the way through because it's just totally crazy uh we don't go for the we don't go for the uh explicit rating on this one but it uh oh oh but we you know it's bat guano crazy um fecal festival type stuff so which i'm gonna go ahead since we have the ears of some some dispatchers here um and i put this in a comment not long ago I, I'm, on on the dispatch but whoever runs your guys' swag division which i'm sure is a, a, a real thing valerie um why valerie okay why you guys don't have mugs that say like fecal festival or uh you know any of jonah's <laughs> num numbers of his isms um i would pay a ton of money and i know other yeah. people would for for so many of the things i it's skipping my mind it's right now I can't even one he big foot erotica yeah, big yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, i'm having my coffee while i look at bigfoot erotica i don't know but it could be there's so many different things that you, you could do yeah. and i mean people would buy that stuff i mean i know i'd it, it's a little pricey yeah. to pay $100 for a shell jacket that says the dispatch on it. But if it said, you know, 
you know, I was at a fecal festival and this is all I got was this chill jacket or something like that, I'd probably pay a hundred bucks for it. So, um, but anyway, that's a, uh, that's a We'll pass it along, you know. It's uh, will, will, yeah. that was really my goal today. That was my one one goal. I was like, I will, if, if nothing else happens out of this podcast, hopefully they'll. And we'll send you some Zoe royalties. and Pippa dolls. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you go. There you go. The options are endless, really. I can I can give you a, a sneak preview also, and again, I may be I may never be allowed to write again if this leaks out because some of these actually haven't been confirmed yet with Alec and Steve. But the 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 George Will thing, I got the idea for it because someone someone in the comments section of the Uncommon Knowledge uh, history piece, and I, I don't know who it was, but God bless him because I like the idea and stole it. Said I would like <laughs> to see. Uh, I'd like to see a series profiling how different people arrived at their uh, current positions and how their politics developed and things like that. And I thought, that's great. I'm going to work with that and use it for my own game. So Will Will is the first one, but a couple more others are, are forthcoming. I'm, I'm working on them right now. And actually to, today, uh, the next one probably, and I'm, uh, I don't know how you'll react to this, but my, my goal is to get people from across the conservative movement whose views may uh, may conflict. Today I oh interviewed uh, Ben Shapiro, and he will uh, likely be really? the next profile, yes. Wow. Wow. That is interesting. Uh, you know, Ben, okay. we, we do talk, there's a lot of Ben Shapiro fans in here, um, and uh, his, his interesting uh, intellectual... Uh, history i guess it's he's he, we're basically the same age him and i in fact I tell people all the time uh, i used to joke he stole my life because the book he <laughs> wrote when he was uh, it, of course didn't happen but um the book he that his first book about his time at stanford and the liberal media in, in college i literally took notes all through my undergrad uh with the idea that i yeah, i had one notebook that was this is how nerdy i am one notebook for like class and the other one was just tracking liberal bias and i was a Really, of students for academic freedom and all this stuff, and so mm -hmm. um, followed fire very, very closely. Um, and I was going to write a book when I got out. I have notebooks of just about the the liberal media or liberal media, liberal bias in the academy. Um, mm -hmm. And then, sure enough, my my senior year, I think I see a nice little book from Ben Shapiro come out. Um, uh. And I actually remember emailing him one time. It was a good example about email. I emailed him and said, "Wow, oh, man, you stole my idea." But not that way. I was nice. Just, yeah, yeah, I liked right. The book and it was great. Yeah. And he actually encouraged me. He said, "Oh, you should write your book." And you know, there's there's room for That's that cool. everywhere, which I thought was really uh, really great of him. So um, that'll be interesting. I'll be very uh, be very excited to hear um, your interview with Ben or hear read. I guess your your interview with Ben Shapiro. So very cool. Well, Ryan, what's kind of, I mean, we're just getting all sorts of breaking news. What what uh, can you inappropriately tell us that your betters will be upset about? about <laughs> that you'll get called into Steve's office. Uh. Yeah. No, nothing. I wish. So we're working on uphill right now, and it's a it's a recess week in Congress. So we're just trying to get uh, interviews with some some lawmakers and not having a ton of luck. So it's a little aggravating, but um, that's part of the game. So um, you may or may not get an uphill in your inbox on Friday. We'll <laughs> and the remnants yeah. the remnants are happening so yeah so do you now i know there's caleb as a producer but does it sound like you're you're the producer of the remnant or is caleb in that or how's that all work a couple yeah so caleb's the main guy caleb is still the head mm -hmm. uh podcaster um or producer uh and then so on f thursdays and fridays there's always two podcasts to edit 
So so there's AO on Thursday and the Remnant, and then we pre we tape uh, the weekend Remnant on Friday, and also the Dispatch Pod. So in order to make Caleb's life a million times better, <laughs> uh, I take the Remnant both of those days, and so that way he only has one to do. But he was doing two podcasts on Thursday and Friday for I don't know a year or something, which was crazy. So. Um, yeah, those are the two that I act, that I end up editing, which is helpful for him. So, and and just you, this will be nice, just so that you know, because we do this, you know, we started this. Uh, none of us had any experience whatsoever doing any of this. Learned a lot, um, and uh, you guys can attest it's not as uh, it's not as easy as hitting record and then just hitting publish at the end of the day. So it's, it can be I a wish. lot of work, especially it sounds. I just envision Jonah being like, oh, you know, yeah, there's one article. We'll put it in the show notes, and you guys are like, God, oh. <laughs> I gotta find that's the article a guy and problem. Make sure you have enough. Yeah, that's a guy <laughs> problem. Yeah, well, that, that is a guy problem. The way it works, the um, the audio editing and making sure the recording doesn't cause everyone's laptops to burst into flames while we're doing it. That's a Ryan problem. Yeah, I he he'll clean the audio up and edit it and then put it out on the site. Oh, the the headlines, and again, this is more sausage-getting-made stuff, uh, how many hooves are in it. The headlines <laughs> and the descriptions and the links, I write all of those. And J- Jonah, he may, he may beat me savagely for this, but Jonah has nothing to do with that. He doesn't see any of it. That's all me. Yeah, it used to, I think he Nick wants to have to, anything to do with it. <laughs> Nick used to be involved with it as well. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine Jonah wouldn't want to be involved in it. It sounds like he just kind of records them and is done. Doesn't even think about it. Yeah. It's like you. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Hand it off. Yep. He doesn't <laughs> listen to them. He once it's done, it's done. The ruminants must be hard. I mean, because him, that's him just talking. And I know just from you know doing podcasts, you know, trying to go for more than thirty seconds can be very difficult. And he's going on and on and on. And having done podcasting, it's like yeah, I. That must, that's really difficult. I can just imagine editing wise, that's gotta be Yeah, luckily he's been luckily he's been doing it for literally decades. So he's he's got the talking thing down. Um but yeah, sometimes there's edits. That one's that one's almost easier to do sometimes because it's just one track. Like it's just one audio track and then that's very easy to manipulate and it doesn't affect things, so there's not a whole lot of like mixing and matching. Um it's just Jonah's audio and then I can fix it from there. Um, but yeah, sometimes there's a lot of stopping and starting. The supplemental ones, is that, if that's what we're calling them, the one where he reads from liberal fascism, those tend to have a lot of stopping and starting because reading out loud, it, it can be hard, you know, it can be, um, there can be some pausing and misreading and oh, stuff. Yeah, so those hard, are Because one, you're going to naturally want to read too fast. And... Yep. Yep. Exactly. So. So are we, uh, as we as we get close to wrapping up here, drive times. Um, when's the next drive time one? Do you guys have it scheduled? Oh, I, I don't know if you can release that. Right. No. Can you expect no, some I, more in the future? We, yeah, I think you can definitely Breaking expect news. more. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know when or what they're going to look Since Nick left, um, I don't know, I guess just Guy and I could do it. But um, I think Jonah probably wants to just hire a new, a new Get get the RA situation all taken care of, and then then we'll see what we'll see what it looks like. But yeah, I think we'll definitely do more. It's just a matter of time. I, I can tell you, if I'm fortunate enough 
hint, hint, not what I'm encouraging, but people here to start a campaign or anything crazy like that. But <laughs> if I'm, if I'm uh, fortunate enough to, to take over the job, uh, the tricky thing will be it will probably continue to be just the three of us on those Friday right. recordings because with it, it would be difficult for the new person in the job at the best of times, but with the additional... Uh, Witness for me, I wouldn't be able to take on an intern for that first period. So we'll see what happens. It, maybe he'll maybe he'll want to try one with just the three of us soon to see how yeah. it works out. Well, you know, I, we're, I look forward to him. I know a lot of people. We were we actually in our our last pod. Um, we we talked about uh, what, which what, which style do we like the most, and I think um, well, his interview. He's really got. I mean, what the traditional remnant episodes are just. Um, really good. I mean, he's refined it uh, quite a bit over what now, two, how many years? Like four or five years of doing it or three years or however long he's done it. Yeah, there's been um, 300 some episodes, so. Yeah. And then the ruminants, I mean, I I personally enjoy it because he's ruminating about stuff that I I enjoy reading his stuff. So, and getting a chance to talk about it. But I really think the drive time is fun. I think, uh, you know, he mentioned one time there was some kind of feedback receiving about, oh, he's doing a lot of the talking and everything. And I'm thinking, do people not listen to this and realize that Jonah is, is their boss too? Yeah, you know, it's, it's one thing like riffing yeah. back and forth, but he's he, he's still their boss. I, I get that he's yeah. every everyone that's ever been on here said he's a great and wonderful guy. Um, he is. But it's still it's fun. It would be interesting getting on there and doing that. So I'm glad you like it. We were never quite sure if it was going to work or not, and so I'm glad uh, I'm glad people are liking it. It's it's fun to do. So I'm sure we'll do more. Well, and I just realized last thing before we. Last thing before we go, uh, I just realized, you know, Ben from Oregon, uh, who, who uh, one of the kind of the founders of this podcast, he couldn't make it today. But uh, a question he always asks on our interview uh, episodes was if you guys had any questions for us. So on the spot, oh. any questions for Alan and I as the. Well, I have a question for Guy. Yes, I'll ask you guys questions in a second. But Guy, I have a question for you. Is Guy your God given first name? I'm gonna get you fired for that question, Ryan. It's <laughs> gonna be harassment. Breaking news! You heard it here first. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is. No, my first name is Mark. Obviously. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. It is. That's your name, Guy. Yes, <laughs> yes, love Ryan. That. Do you have some kind of problem with that? No, no, I love it. I just was like, I don't know why. I actually never had that thought before. Jonah, hearing Jonah pronounce it on the recordings is always a treat for me because he sort of, sort of gutturally stammers it out. Guy Denton, my yeah. new. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I guess. So, how did you both? Uh, how did you guys find the dispatch? Like, what? Like, what drew you in so deeply? <laughs> you're in. You're in deep at this point. <laughs> well it all started out one night when i was surveilling jonah's house i'm just kidding um, <laughs> no i mean I, I i've been around i mean my my formative years uh politically you know uh, i basically followed jonah's as, as long as he's probably been online uh, with nro um mm -hmm. you know read his read his all of his books and, and all of that and then of course david i didn't realize at the time when i was uh, part of students for academic freedom and fighting intellectual diversity on campus that he was the president of fire which was another organization really fighting speech codes and everything that except for they were mm -hmm. you know not students they were actual lawyers doing it um but then right. i started following david of course uh with nro big national review uh you know i used to have my parents had subscriptions to national review and the weekly standard you know i got the 
the old uh, paper copies and everything. So just a fan throughout the years. And then it was like, I was one of those people when I heard that, you know, these guys are putting together, you know, Steve to uh, putting together a a media organization. I was like, this is exactly what I've always wanted. Um, uh, Because it's kind of like the the people that I read and, and, and uh, respect quite a bit uh, creating it. So it's real easy. And then how we, how we got started in here was, uh, uh, just it was a Alan. I think you know it was there was a dispatch live. Yeah, it was the dispatch live. The po- the what's next after the November election was you know, that night when I think okay. somebody mentioned it. You know, because I don't know the uh, their uh, broadcast. The comment section is very vintage nineties, like AOL chat room esque, and uh, so it's, I know if you if you tech savvy people, uh, you know, like hey, why don't we go you know over onto uh, Discord where. Uh, you know, it's a little more modern. Well, plus, okay. I mean, you get it's at points have like a thousand or more people on there, so it's like you can type something, you know, it just goes. And you yeah, and see right. two seconds so, later, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, but we always, whenever the dispatch live uh, events are, a lot of people end up showing up here, uh, join the Discord, and we've got a kind of a you know ridiculous sized community. A lot of people very active uh, uh, every That's day, and we're talking about the different stuff and and things from outside of it. Uh, outside of the dispatch and um we even <laughs> we even a dispatch live event i don't know if it was the last one or the one before but we did an after the dispatch live dispatch oh, yeah, live think... thing <laughs> where we got on we live streamed it to youtube it was it was a total rip on you know like after the the walking dead you know you watch the walking dead then get on yeah, and yeah, yeah. talk about it for an hour so we're like well we watched the dispatch live now let's get on and talk about it and um yeah. it's on youtube um it's not cool. you know it, our dozens don't, of fans enjoyed it. So yeah, and don't we didn't we keep track of certain things on the last one? We had our counter of uh, what were some things we were keeping count of? Uh, oh um, well, it's the drinking games basically. Oh yeah, you the know, drinking games. Like, oh, yes, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta we gotta see how many times David says lit, you know, um, <laughs> and uh, you know stuff like that. Um, I like it, but uh, but yeah, Alan, Alan, how did you? Oh, um, actually, listening to the Jonah's Remnant podcast back when he was at NRO, I you know was listening. That's how I found out about the dispatch because eventually he starts mentioning yes, and I'm doing this new you know this new thing. And I'm like, oh, cool, I have to do it. I knew. Oh, let's see. Once upon a time, I subscribed to the Weekly Standards, so I heard you know Steve through there. And mm-hmm. actually, I knew. Well, Sarah, I actually knew because I did in 2016, having donated to, oh yeah, it was Carly Fiorina's campaign. So I, yep. I used to get all the emails from Sarah Isker. I saw her name like on every single campaign email. So I actually knew her name from Got that. As she as she ran her ca- campaign. So that's how I knew all of them. I never heard David beforehand. Okay. You know, David was the one I did not know. You didn't yeah, have I a David it. David French for President Bumper Sticker, huh? I didn't have a David French. Yeah, for, yeah actually, okay, <laughs> I heard that. That was the one thing I heard was the uh, David French for President, you know, for 15 minutes, and that was it. Yeah. Well, so again, super nerds. Um, uh, and actually, you know, our group here, one thing that uh, I always point out just because really and truly the people to dispatch, you guys should be real proud of it, is the fan base really is a wide swath of people from all over the country. Um, and people that are uh, liberal, conservative, progressive, and all you mm-hmm. got to do is come and see the battles in our Discord here debating, and uh, you see that uh, it's it's not just a bunch of acolytes on one side of it. So, and I think that's a pretty good. Uh, you know, these people that are paid awesome. subscribers of the Dispatch that that come in here, and yeah. uh, that's great. Well, no, we 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 
we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you guys. So we, we all appreciate it okay. every day. Well, and we want to thank you guys again. I know yeah. we're running along here. Keep up here. the we, good work. Yeah, keep up, keep it up. We really we had a lot of fun with you guys coming on, and hopefully uh, more drive times to come. Um, somebody go get uh, um, guy off of his leash in, in, in England and help him get over here. Um, yeah. But we we of course want to thank. Uh, so again, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, guy. Um, and uh, hopefully. We used to joke, we'd say, we used to joke as if we've done this for years, but we, we always say that, you know, that, uh, you know, we give our guests, we have a kind of a contest and there's keep track of who's the winner and uh, we don't really do it as much with the, with you guys when you guys come on, but uh, you're, you're unofficial winners and well, once you get five of them, you get the invisible jacket. So uh, oh, we cool. hope to have you guys back on sometime in the future. Um, it, we started expanding the line. It might be more than just a jacket, but. I don't know. We'll yeah, okay. it might be commemorative cup as well. Yeah. So, but anyway, <laughs> nice. thank everyone for listening this week. As always, we encourage uh, uh, listeners to go to the dispatch and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Which, if you haven't done so already, and you're listening to this podcast, that's well, I don't even know what to say. Um, but definitely go subscribe. Talk, you should. I want to talk um, to that person. Yeah. We will. We will send. We will send Ryan down to uh, come talk to you. Um, yeah. And uh, also join join us on the Discord. The unofficial. Uh, uh, the uh, the unofficial the dispatch channel the discord and of course uh, we'll see you in the comment section so uh, again thank you guys and we'll see you next time no you want this to podcast <laughs> <laughs>